Hey, everybody, welcome back to Golf the BRX Radio. Back again with my co host, my partner in crime here, Ryan Barath. Uh, it's Brian Newton. We're uh, here this week to t- finish off our best irons and get into best wedges this week. So, Ryan, I'm pretty excited. I know uh, you probably are as well. We're both guys who, who like a lot of. Uh, we like we like wedges. We like short game stuff. I'm a terrible wedge player, but I love them, uh, and I I'm pretty excited to go through the list. I'm a big wedge guy, just because same with like irons, because it's like the one thing that distance isn't the isn't the main ingredient. It isn't the main factor. So I always feel like being able to shape shots and hit shots around the green, no matter what your skill level is, really you can learn to do that, or whatever your club head speed is, you can learn to do that. And that's why, I mean, that's why I'm an iron hoarder as <laughs> yeah, well as I have a, a bag of wedges that I just kind of rotate through all the time because depending on the conditions or all kinds of things, like there's all these factors that play into like what really works. And, you know, if I, even if I know something doesn't fit, I love to test it. Yep. And, you know, I think for, for people that are, are looking at this list for both the categories that we have, I think there's something here for everybody. Yeah, I agree. So... Yeah, so I think uh, we'll take care of a little business, and then we'll get into uh, we'll get right into uh, one of the probably the probably one of the hottest top uh, categories that we we could have done this year. But we'll get into oh, that yeah. in just a second. Yeah, but before before we get to that, we have to let you know that this best of series podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone Golf and the new E12. Golf's fairways just got wider, and par fives a whole lot shorter thanks to Bridgestone's new E12 Contact. Featuring a unique contact force dimple design delivers 38% more contact at impact. It does so by using contact science technology similar to Bridgestone's high-performance tires. For increased distance and more control, drive Bridgestone's new E12 contact. Straight distance backed by science. Nice. And uh, and you've hit one of the... I have actually not hit the E12s, which is funny. I, I have not hit any of the E12s, but I think you said that you actually did hit one of the E12s before. Yeah, I got a, I got a cool promo pack, and although uh, golf is not currently on my calendar, uh, <laughs> just based on where I am geographically located at the moment, uh, but I did when I did get out to play nine holes, I brought them with me, and I used them. And I was really impressed, especially off the tee, because, you know, it's early season. You know, you, you know, you know when you miss one around the face of a driver, and I hit a couple low ones that I thought were going to, like, really – kind of jump and spin and they didn't. And I was, I was actually shocked because I hit a couple of balls off the tee. It was a little, it was a pretty slow day and it ended up, I would say three to four yards behind something that I thought I hit really good. And I'm walking up and I'm going, Holy crap, this thing worked. (laughs) This is fantastic. This is exactly what I was hoping for. So uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's a really cool golf ball and I think uh, the science behind it is like, is bang on. I mean, Bridgestone's a big company when it comes to rubber technology. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They've got uh, they've got a little bit of uh, of history in in rubbers and, and that uh, and that that uh, that world. So it's definitely true. But uh, sp- speaking of technology, we're actually going to go backwards, or I guess backwards from an aesthetics point of view, and we start with our first category here of irons, and that is something that I think everyone loves. We, we talk about it a lot. I know you and I go back and forth on this thing all the time. And it really is, and we've, we've joked about it. We'll be very honest about this the whole like discussion that, you know, everybody, not everybody needs a sports car, but a <laughs> lot of people need four-door sedans. And this category is like the sports car of, of irons because, you know, you might not 
be in the market for a set, but you're probably going to look at them because they're pretty awesome. And that is blades. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, everybody wants, everybody wants to have a bag, like a staff bag with some blades in it. And just like that, like cool players set up, you know, that when you're walking on the range and you see that person with that bag full, you know, whatever blade it is, da, 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 and you always sit there and go, man, that's just cool. Like, that's just cool. And, you know, most of us, I mean, let's put his weight, pretty much all of us <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't really venture into this territory, but it's hard not to. You know, it's, it, like you said, it's like looking at the sports car that you know you don't need. It really doesn't fit your lifestyle. It really doesn't fit anything, but it's just a pure want. And, and blades, I think, are that way. And, you know, the, yes, there are players who, who can play them. There's, there's players who justify, you know, I'm a 10 with a really, you know, but a, a solid iron, a ball striker. You know, everybody has their reasonings. Um, and if you just like the look, hey, that's cool, too. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably the most impractical iron out there right now with, with the advancement of, you know, the, the, the player's cavities nowadays, uh, the player's distance segment. I mean, there's, there's so many segments out there now for, you know, players who want to look down at a club that has minimal offset, pretty thin top line, but still offers a lot of help. There's so many options in that category that, you know, the blade is, is you know, it, it doesn't really need to be used anymore, <laughs> but, but it's still around. They, you know, these companies still sell a ton of them. Uh, a lot of these companies that we, and when we go through them, I mean, the first thing you're going to think of when we say the brand, you're going to think of, you know, a blade. So, you know, th- there's definitely still some, some value and some interest there from the golfing world. And another part of this too, which I think is really important is, and I, I actually wrote a piece about this for golf WRX first plug of the day is the, the way companies are designing iron sets as a whole is that they're designing iron families. So when you see a, a line come out, they're basically built to be comboed. And I can, you can pick any OEM. And I mean, most, some companies even have combo sets on their website pre-configured to show you how to do this. But every company has this. So, you know, when you are looking at these clubs and you are, if maybe you want something that's a little more workable and shorter irons, that's where this list also is very applicable to people who are considering uh, when like just mixing iron sets together. And I think that's, that's one of those, those little aspects of where this can play into going from this to another set. You can build a set from these irons in the short iron and go up. And uh, with that, I think we could start with the first one on the list, which I will note. I, I do want to say this, this survey was conducted a couple weeks before Hideki won the masters. <laughs> so just, to be clear, there was there. I was surprised. It was funny when I actually got the results back, but there was uh, there's a lot less recency bias than I think some people might expect, and that is the Z for, or Z Forge or as I like to say Z Forge as a Canadian <laughs> Strixon Iron. That is the number one, and one of the biggest reasons for this from a lot of our fitters was because of the VT Soul, which yep. also happens to be in all the Strixon's irons. Yeah, exactly. And and that thing, like, I mean, like one of the comments from the fitters is like it has, you know, the best turf interaction of, of pretty much any blade uh, that they've been fitting people with. But the funny thing is, is, you know, I've been, you know, I've been a forum junkie for a long time in Golf WRX. And it was when this iron first came out, I remember everybody out there saying they were shocked at how forgiving it was. And, and that's like the first comment from the fitters in our article there is that comment for a blade. It's pretty darn forgiving. And I remember reading, you know, comment after comment in the forum of guys who have hit this and basically saying the same thing. Like they were really surprised at what they were able to get away with uh, with their misses. So when they missed it off the toe and miss off the heel a little bit, whatever, low on the face, they actually still got a decent amount of carry. It stayed online better. 
And and pretty much the sentiment was that you know this is the most you know quote unquote forgiving blade uh, that that most people had hit. And um, yeah, like you said, now backed by a, a master championship, even though. I think Hideki's are a little more of a prototype. When uh, I went looked back at uh, the what's in the bag, the muscle looks a little different <laughs> on the one in in uh, in his bag. But uh, like I said, I, I think this is one of those great irons. Uh, I had a buddy actually who just got a set uh, earlier in the year, and then texted me right after Hideki won and was like, "Hey man, it's pretty cool that I've got the same irons that you know just won the Masters." So um, no, uh, uh, like I said. I actually haven't hit these. I've seen them. I've held them in, in, in my hands. Uh, they look great. They're they're a little bigger uh, overall shape. Like when you set them down, they're a little larger uh, than than I think you'd expect. You know, you're expecting this minuscule blade, uh, and it's a little bigger than that. But it, it's got a great shape. Uh, and like I said, from everything I've heard, they've been, they've been nothing but uh, a, a great iron for the people who've hit them or own them. Yeah, and, and you you hit you touched on a really good point. I think we're going to see some of this as we go through here is a lot of the the blade irons now, because they're designed to be comboed, they are designed to offer some extra playability. I don't want to, I hate using, I know (laughs) it is an oxymoron of using the word forgiveness, but you get that extra playability as you move into the longer irons because they're able to relocate the center of gravity, but give it that very clean aesthetic. And what that also does, and it applies to the next iron, which I'm going to mention in a second here, is that, the the blade length gets progressively longer and that's one of the tricks that designers will do and you won't notice it from say you know your eight to your seven or your your six to your five but if you put the the four iron next to the eight iron you're going to notice a very large difference in large being a relative term from heel to, to toe because of the way they design these irons to to have this flowing mentality this flowing center of gravity to help with ball flight and that is where that idea of forgiveness or playability comes in. And we especially see that in the next iron, which is the Callaway Apex MB. Uh, most do, most noted for the, the weight screw in the back, which I know from a builder's perspective, a lot of our fitters really liked because a lot of them do build from scratch. They're not ordering clubs from the manufacturer. They're actually doing it themselves at their own facilities. And they do have that. They have a very smaller blade length. They're very square but they do get progressively longer heel toe just to offer that forgiveness. And I mean, it's a clean looking blade, even with that screw in the back, I think it actually looks really cool with it. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the look of this. I remember seeing the, what is it? The prototype Mira uh, forged ones that, that they made before this came out. I think it was Aaron Wise, I think had them first um, or one of the guys who had them. Molinari. Molinari. Oh, yeah. the first set. Molinari, yep. Um, but they were, they were a great looking set. And uh, I like the screw as well. I think it's a, a great look. And honestly, I think it transitions well and it makes the fitter's life uh, a, a lot easier. Um, and these blades here, I mean, for me setting them down, if you like a little offset, like Adam Scott said recently in a little what's in the bag video he did on his own show, he likes a little bit of offset in his blades. That's what he grew up on. The Callaway has a little more offset. So if that's something that, you know, you look at some of these blades and they're just, you know, there's zero offset, and you don't love the look. The Callaway definitely has a little more offset than some of these uh, to kind of suit that eye. So if it's something that you know you notice is missing, you know the, definitely the Apex MB is something to look at. Yeah, that's a that's a funny point actually because it is offset is is something where I don't know if it I want to say it, it has trended to be either progressive or more like one way or the other with iron sets. I know I've gone both ways with this because depending on how the iron looks. I really like irons that don't have a lot of offset, but I also have a set of really old, I think they're Wilson, like Ultra Hag, Wilson's, like a sub-brand of Wilson at the time, irons that have a lot of offset. There's an old, It's an older blade iron, but for some reason when I look at it, I really like the look with that extra offset, which kind of seems odd, uh, but it depends. It's all about your eye. 
in your preference. And when you get into this category of irons, unless we're talking sole shape, that's a key factor when you're looking at, at, at irons and how, again, how they transition, how they really appear and set up, because this is a confidence inspiring thing as well. And we'll talk about this with the other category, but how it looks behind the ball plays a very important factor. And talking about something that has less offset moves into our, our next iron, which also talks about flow. I mean, this, they're, they're, we're working with blades here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is the, the MP20, yep. which is part of a, a, a series of irons, much like the, the Srixon or the, even the, the Callaway to a certain extent that allows you to build your own set and offers some flow and offers, in the case of Mizuno here, a very classic look with the toe notch and all of those things. Yeah, yeah, that toe notch is is become kind of a staple of uh, of, of their of their blades, and and I know it went away for a little bit on, on a couple models here and there, but it's it's been back for for a little while now. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Mizuno MP20. I mean this is the one when when you kind of mention you know increasing blade length a little. I think compared to some of the older Mizuno blades, you know people always say like you know the MP33s and stuff like that. Um, these actually do have a little long to me at least for my eye a little longer heel to toe length. But it's not a bad thing. Like I'm not saying that in like a, a negative way. Like I actually kind of in, like it better. Uh, it, it does kind of stretch that that top line out a little bit, and to me, my eye almost gives it a little more roundness. It's not quite as sharp on the toe, and for my eye, I do kind of like the MP20 and its shape over, say, something from the early 2000s from Mizuno, which are regarded as as legendary. Um, but this one here, I think too, the the, the muscle on it, uh, as they call it, you know, where the the bulge happens, is is a little larger on the twenty uh, than some of the other previous blades that that Mizuno's come out with, and I think it uh, it probably does offer a little more forgiveness or, like as you said, playability uh, compared to, like I said, some of the ones previous uh, in, in this this long line. Yeah, and they they did something, and you'll notice this compared to some other companies, which I always find really fascinating, and I think I feel like Cali does a really good job with this too. Is the the top line is a little thicker a little meatier. So what that actually does, it puts a little bit more mass. Uh, it's not a lot, but the way they position it is um, high and low on the face where people are going to miss it. You get some spin robustness. You get some playability when you miss around the face. And it also helps with feel yeah. because if you, if you think of, I like to use the analogy of a saw blade. I use this when I wrote about them originally. So I want to get this in there, <laughs> but with a blade, right? There's a lot of mass behind the sweet spot. So, you know, you think of, a saw blade and you hit a saw blade on something like with the teeth part and it backs up, it doesn't really wobble too much. Right. You, even if, even if it's a solid hunk of metal, you throw it down, it goes clunk, right? You punch the side of a saw blade or you hit the sound side of a saw blade with a hammer. That is a viciously awful sound. <laughs> and if you think about that on a micro scale, as far as what uh, harmonics are created when you hit an iron or you miss an iron, that's where you get something that feels really good. And a lot of these irons, that's why blades feel so good when you hit them because they're, there is a lot of mass there. And it's the same reason why people love the I-210, for example, because uh, there's a the way they've created the polymer in the back creates a certain vibration that is extremely pleasing to the ear, while also creating a very forgiving iron, which means it has, it's a very popular golf club. So all of these things from aesthetics to acoustics all combine into creating a golf club that is is what it is. And, you know, the next one, we think about a classic blade and you think about a company and most people are going to put one of these or like, again, it's the one a lot of people are going to gravitate towards just from a looks perspective. But I also think it applies to the next one after this is uh, the first up is the Titleist 620 MB, yep. which really does have a lot of, I mean, the funny thing is talking from the designers, like, why don't you put MB on the iron? Like we know if you're buying a blade, we don't need to tell you it's a blade on the <laughs> yeah. iron. 
<laughs> which we always thought was kind of funny when we asked him about that. And it is, it's a very, very clean shape and it looks fantastic. Yeah. If you, I mean, when anybody would just walk, if somebody walked up to you and just said blade in your head, I think this is visually what you picture. You know, it's just a, a real simple, clean design, just as Titleist on the back. It's got the, the 620 logo on the hosel. So, um, but a great looking iron. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually held it in my hand. Um, I've actually not hit it just because they sent in for, for photos, I think, and I held it. But um, kind of like the, the T100, it's got a little bit of kind of a, a pre-worn or, or blunted leading edge with a little uh, kind of camber on it that, you know, if it, if it plays anything like the T100, it's going to be, again, another uh, blade that... Re- even though it has a really thin sole, it's still going to play pretty well or, and have a really good turf interaction uh, because it's not going to dig that hard. Um, but I, again, I, I like the shape of this just because I am a little more of a, a rounded club guy and the, the 620 has a little more rounded toe to it. It's not quite as sharp. And for me, that just kind of fits my eye. But uh, yeah, overall, just a, a great looking blade uh, that Titleist has, has, has done again uh, this year. You know, I mean, Mizuno Titleist, I mean, this is just, it's, it's kind of this, what you expect them to do, you know, just make a great looking blade. Yeah, it's, it's super clean. And, and one of the things that all of these irons, I think, do a really good job of is the, the sole design. Because people in this category are generally going to be on the faster end of club head speed as you get faster the deflection off the golf ball is more into the ground. And, you know, if you look at those old blades, those very straight leading edges, those very straight soles, uh, they were for a certain type of player, which is not the modern player. That was very much for a sweeper, like someone like Nicholas. People always say you could, you could hit long irons all day off the same turf because he didn't really take a divot. But you see modern players now, the way they launch the golf ball, it doesn't spin as much. All of those things playing a factor. These sole designs are a key part of what offers playability, I know that's going to be the buzzword of the day. Count, and that's like Sesame street word of the day. Uh, but also how they interact when you're playing on different grasses and you know, you're, that's where you're really going to see these irons perform. And from a looks perspective, one of the, my, honestly, one of my favorite ones on the list, and I think they've done a fantastic job with this is the P seven MB from TaylorMade, which is number It's not, they're not technically ranked, but this is the, the fifth iron on our list. And I think that they did a spectacular job because I was never actually a fan. I mean, I liked the look of it from the, the back, but from an address, I actually found that the 730 was almost too small for me. It was really square, really compact. And this one just elongated the blade just enough where it just has that little bit of extra look of playability in the irons. But it also has a very classic look, which I haven't seen in a tailor-made iron personally since like the rack smoke. MBs or something like something along that era because I love those old irons. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're 100 percent right. I've actually th- this one I actually have hit, and uh, yes, you're 100 percent right. A little longer blade length, uh, but it doesn't. Again, it's not a negative thing. I think it actually improves the look over some of the the older stuff. Um, this was actually one of the lowest flying irons uh, I, I've hit this year. It really has a, a really penetrating trajectory. If you're somebody who really struggles with with hitting a super high ball. I mean, and, and, I mean, and you're a good player. This is definitely something that uh, it should be on your radar. Uh, like I said, I, it, was, it was to me shockingly, even compared to the uh, the MC version, the the cavity back version of, of how much lower this flew for me. Uh, but the feel on it's phenomenal. I mean, it's very soft. Uh, it's got a great uh, kind of milled face to it. I mean, just a, it's one of those things where you can tell the face has a lot of tech to it. It's all milled. You know, the, the, it's got like a groove that looks you know a little more modern than than some of the other blades. Uh, but then when you look at the back of it, it, it's really classically shaped with it's just kind of like a triangular muscle design, which they do manipulate through the set for the CG. 
Uh, but overall, like I said, the biggest thing that stood out to me with this was just the the, the flat penetrating launch, uh, and and it's going to give you know high ball hitters uh, the ability to work the ball a little more, flight stuff down, play it under the wind, uh, and and do things like that that you know they may not have been able to do with other irons. Yeah, and it uh, to your point, you know, you mentioned the iron already, but it it, uh, it combos. Yeah, wonderfully. All, the all these really MC. do. All, all yeah, these they really all do. do. I mean, if you if you go through, I mean, and, and look at the sets like the Mizuno. I mean, the whole MP line. You can basically build a whole set of of three different you know irons into one set. Um, Strixon's the same way. I mean, everything nowadays from from all these companies is built to be comboed and, and to basically you know, hey, do you need help? Uh, where do you need help? Oh, you know, you hit your your seven iron really well and down. But five through, you know, six, you know, six, five, four, you don't hit real well. Hey, no problem. We've got a more forgiving iron, a higher launching iron. And the, when you set them down in the looks, it's no longer one satin, one's chrome, one's this, one's that. Like they all really blend well together. The shapes are consistent, all that. And, you know, these are irons where, sure, you know, you or I maybe aren't going to play a full set, but, you know, I could probably play an in, in eight, nine pitch of, of something like these and, and add it into a set and then have something more forgiving at the top end. Yeah, and I think that's where I know for myself, even I was just doing some testing recently uh, using a launch monitor. And, you know, I haven't played a combo set in a really long time. I've always been kind of a holdout with the four and five irons. But uh, this year, I think the four irons finally gone. Wow. Uh, not, not, not gone forever, just like change it up with a combo set because seeing the numbers, you know, although, you know, I've, I've worked as a fitter, I have the fitter mentality. But in my head, I thought, okay, this is fine. And again, I've been—I haven't really noticed a huge difference. But once I saw the numbers, I seen seven extra yards of carry, same peak height, same land angle. I was like, okay, <laughs> need to accept that you need a combo set, right? <laughs> this is the year. So uh, it is one of those things to keep in mind. But when you want those uh, those uh, those really sharp looking short irons, you want some workability, and you want something that, especially too, when you're going out. And I, actually, Marty Jertson mentioned this when I had him on the pod, like my podcast, a couple of weeks ago he moved on to, to the blueprints and the shorter irons because of the rough, because, you know, if you take, take it actually, they do work, perform better on the rough because they're a smaller iron. Yep. So, you know, if you do, not that you want to be hitting on the rough all the time, but it, they do offer options with that. And I think it's really important to consider. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, I mean, you brought up uh, your, you know, when we first started doing kind of this best of list and people were saying, Oh, let's do it by handicap, whatever. Well, there's situations where a player who normally, if you just looked at handicap, wouldn't play, certain irons, you know, especially blades, even if you, you did it in a combo set and you say, well, this person's X handicap, that's way too high, but it could be someone who's brings a ton of ball speed, hits a very high ball because of their swing dynamics. And they need something that hits a lower ball flight with either less, more spin. Like there's going to be reasons that a player might fit into this that you normally wouldn't, you know, normally wouldn't think about it. Um, and those things all come into play as well. Like you said, I mean, certain players are going to put things in for certain reasons and, you know, these have their place, uh, you know, with, with golfers who aren't necessarily just plus two handicaps, you know, or yeah. scratch golfers. But if you're not a plus two, <laughs> that's and right. The, the percentages are probably playing out in, in the favor that you're not, which I am not either. So no, I'm, I'm miles <laughs> no away. <laughs> I'm miles no hard away. feelings here. Uh, this leads into our one of our I think one of our biggest categories and one of our coolest categories, and that is the best overall irons. Yep. And this means, you know, I don't think this really applies to any handicap almost across the board as I kind of make sure I scroll through this really quickly. Uh, but it's something where I feel, and one of our fitters used this analogy really good. If you lost your clubs and you don't know what to get and you haven't bought a new set of clubs in 10 years and you walk into, into a, and you're going, you play like fairly regularly, you know, uh, you walk into a golf store and you pick up one of these five irons, you're probably going to get some pretty good results out of them. 
based yeah. on either just their, their design in general or their forgiveness or whatever it happens to be overall, you're going to get a great performing set of golf clubs without much effort. And the first on the list, which also was in another uh, top category, and that is the Callaway Apex. Uh, this thing has been a, a juggernaut since it was introduced. I like to think of the Apex as the iron that almost birthed the, the player's distance category Yeah, uh, when it first came out. Um, and you know, once again, in 2021, they've packed a lot of, they've used technology from a lot of previous lines. And we're talking about Maverick. We're talking about Epic star. We're talking about all of these things put into an iron that is, uh, quintessentially quote unquote apex. This is it with the 2021 month, 2021 model. And I, you know, it, it really is. It's absolutely packed with technology. It feels fantastic. It looks really cool. And overall, whether you're a scratch player or a 20 handicap, you know, you could get away with using this golf club. And I think that's why it earned this spot. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, it, it's one of those, uh, there's a reason why Callaway doesn't, you know, comes out with maybe a new driver every single year. And there's a, there's a reason why, uh, the apex stays in for two years. Uh, if, if, if not, you know, even if, you know, they push it a few months, whatever. Uh, and, and it is because it, it, they, they haven't screwed it up. I mean, from 2000, what is it? 14 or whatever, end of 13, when the, the first model came out ever since then, there really hasn't, there, there hasn't been a bad one. I mean, every one of them no. has performed really well. They look good. Uh, it's one of those, you know, when you set it down, you don't feel like you're playing a big super game improvement shovel, but you know if you miss hit it, you're still going to get away with that shot. Um, and like you said, I mean, they've matched up really good feel with really good performance. And and I think you you hit the nail on the head. I think they kind of started the ball rolling in this this player's distance category, and now it's it's probably one of the hottest categories in irons uh, at the moment. But uh, yeah, I, I've hit these. They they do they feel great. They're really soft, uh, even for a multi piece forged iron. Uh, they still have a good soft feel to them. Uh, they actually don't. You know, for me at least, I didn't think they fl- flew super, super high. I mean, I actually thought they had a pretty controllable kind of mid-high ball flight. It was a flatter uh, apex than I thought it would be, and I think that's going to bode well for players who, you know, the better player who's sitting there saying, "Oh, I can't play that; it's going to launch too high, and you know, not spin enough, and all this stuff." Uh, I, I think it's going to be a great iron. And again, like we we just talked about the combo set aspect of it of someone putting you know long irons of apex. And then maybe going to Apex Pro in the short irons, but yeah, it's it's a great iron. Callaway's done a great job of you know not screwing it up, and uh, it's it's been fantastic ever you know for the past seven years. Yeah, and I, I it really is. I mean, it's uh, they do a good job with the sole design as well, which I think is uh, you know it's not a huge part, talking point, but as far as you know, keep keeping the club head out of the turf for those steeper players, it uh, it just performs really well. Yep. And speaking now, of soul, <laughs> that's we, right. Speaking of soul, that was a, that was an unplanned transition there, but a great one because the next iron is one that uh, the last time we talked about, and when it's been talked about pretty much its whole ever since it came out, uh, is the soul design. But that is the Srixon ZX5, or for you Canadians, the ZX5. Um, that's right. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you for being. Uh, yeah, I want to include everybody. Culture. I want to include everybody, uh, but the ZX5, which is uh, kind of the. We'll call it middle of the road uh, iron for the ZX line, and uh, it's again much like the Apex. It's a multi-piece forged head. Uh, it's got that Tour V sole for you know steeper players, but even pickers are going to be able to to play that thing really well or really easily. And it, again, same thing. It's got a great soft feel. It's got a ton of distance. It's easy to get in the, get in the air. It's very forgiving. Um, you know, if you hit it off the toe, hit it off the heel, you hit it low on the face. Those balls are still going to stay on line. They're still going to carry. 
And, you know, it, it's just overall a, a, a great progression from the five series that, that Strixon's made over the past few years. And, uh, and I think the shape, they've hit it, you know, they've got a, a good shape this year where I know the 65, the, Z, the 565 and 585, there was a little talk about how people thought it got a little too elongated and it, it didn't have quite the shape they love compared to the 45. Uh, this, I think, gets back a little closer to the 45 than, than the other two. Uh, but overall, you know, just a, a really good performing iron. It's super, like super square looking, uh, without being like boxy and fast, fast yep. as all heck. And, and for players that want distance, want forgiveness, want something that looks really good and also performs, uh, this is, this is a really tough one to beat. And, you know, if you, if you are looking to combo or not combo and just play a set that offers something that, that really does look and perform great. I think this is a, it's a tough one to beat, uh, which also, again, plays into the next iron that, uh, I would say transitioned from the apex. It was born, not obviously of the same company by any means, but in that same idea of creating something that looks good, feels good, performs unbelievably well. And that is the iron that has, this is now going on almost into its third year, which I think is well-deserved because it's, I could, it's one of those things we always say be very difficult to like to improve on this, with, within keeping with their design and the aesthetic and all of those things. And that is the TaylorMade P790. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, you hit the, you had the chance. I remember you did a video, Brian, where you uh, hit the, the titanium. I think you also hit these ones as well. But, uh, you know, to be able to offer a distance iron that feels this good, that looks this cool, let's be honest, looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, this is a tough one to beat. It, it is. It's a really sharp iron. I've actually, I've hit, I've hit it in fittings before but I've never actually had the chance to go and play with a set of them, which I'd love to. I'd be curious just to try them, especially because of the shorter irons. But every time I hit them, I'm always super impressed with this golf club. Yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to be out at the Kingdom, uh, out in Carlsbad at uh, TaylorMade's headquarters to hit these and, uh, uh, and, and to be able to hit them there where it is, I mean, the most most pristine conditions uh, you can ever think of. But yeah, it was, it was kind of amazing because I was playing uh, at the time a very similar iron in a sense, a little bit smaller, which was the Gen 2 uh, PXG 0311T, uh, which similar design, you know, hollow body, uh, you know, the, the P790 is, is speed filled, uh, speed foam filled. And uh, it was amazing just how much higher uh, you know, the, the initial launch was without being, you know, something where it ballooned and, you know, just fell out of the sky, but just the amount of ball speed it generated, how, how easy it was to elevate, to get it off the turf and get it high in the air. Uh, it was landing soft, but it was going a long way too. Uh, and then with the one thing, the other thing that shocked me about it was it wasn't just flying out of there with no spin. It wasn't like you were hitting these long, high 2000 RPM bombs. The six iron was spinning in the low 6000s, which you know, or, or 5,500. I mean, it was really not something where the spin was so low that it either got uncontrollable or you couldn't hold a green or anything like that. It, it really was a, a really playable iron. And I, I think, again, like you said, these are going to be irons that you're going to see in a scratch handy, uh, a scratch golfer's bag, uh, and you're going to see these in a 20 handicap bag. Uh, it's just, it's a really easy iron, easy iron to hit, but it also looks like a player's iron. Uh, and, and allows that forgiveness. So, yeah, TaylorMade kind of hit a home run with these in the first iteration. The second one, I think they even cleaned up the looks a little bit, and I think they look even better. Um, and they're still a, a really viable iron, even though they're probably one of the oldest in this in this you know list of five. Uh, they're they're still a, a great performer. Yeah, it, age has nothing to do with like how how good or how well it performs, uh, because it's like it's one of those things where just because something new comes out doesn't mean that the old one is is worse 
still yeah. really very very good um uh, and you could you could go back and, and put it up against almost anything and uh you know that does it you make a really good point there which is the the idea of creating launch and this is why at this point in writing a lot about equipment i've really stopped focusing on loft yeah and because you know i would say a couple i would say maybe five years ago there was a huge complaint about loss getting stronger loss getting stronger loss getting stronger and I understand that. I can I completely understand where people are coming from when they just look at a spec sheet. But if you've ever gone out and hit these irons and gone out and hit these golf clubs and seen how high they actually go, and you like, I've, I'm always shocked when I do it. And I go, what's the? And I go back and I check the loft on some some game improvement golf. I'm like, man, that thing was freaking way up in the air <laughs> because the faces are faster, they flex a lot more, the center of gravities are lower than they've ever been, and you know maybe I can't say that they didn't do it poorly say five to 10 years ago, but you could find some of those stronger lofted clubs from say, say eight to 10 years ago. And yeah, you know what? You're not going to get as much spin or as much height as you would with a modern golf club, just because of the manufacturing techniques, but you get the proper gapping, even with the stronger lofts. And I think that's something that, you know, don't we're, don't be a spec junkie yeah. and look at all this stuff, go out look at the numbers because that's what absolutely matters. And speaking of face flex and creating a really cool iron that, appeals to a ton of players is uh, the new, the other next one on the list, which is our G425. It, uh, it looks really clean for definitely like what would be considered more of a game improvement style, but not a super game improvement. There are irons past this, like the 710. Yep. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't say the I-500 is necessarily in that category, but it is a little cleaner looking or maybe slightly longer heel toe. But I know some, there's a couple teaching, there are ping players, there are ping staffers. That's not a, uh, that's no secret, but they play these golf clubs because they don't play that much, but they want things clean. They want something they can get in and out of the turf pretty good. And it goes up in the air and, you know, performs because you can hold greens, which is really important. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. This thing here, I mean, it, it is, you know, if somebody was to come to you and say, Hey, I need a set of irons. Like I don't practice. I don't do anything. I just, I want a set of irons and I just want to go have fun. And I just, I don't really, you know, I don't need a blade look. I don't need whatever. I just want to go. I want to have fun. I want to be able to hit the ball and I want to be consistent. I think there, there there's, you know, th- this is an iron that you can easily recommend and feel comfortable about your recommendation. It goes high. It goes really far. And it just goes straight. Like, I mean, it, and it's typical. I mean, when you think of a ping G series iron, that's what you expect. And, and the 425 delivers it just as well. Um, you know, I mean. It, like I said, I, I took it out to the range in the, kind of this winter when when I when it first started getting warm enough to go out and play. And I think the first, like, five balls I hit, I mean, you probably could have thrown a hula hoop out there and they would have all landed there. I mean, the ball just, you know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to for this thing just to go straight. And when you miss it, it doesn't matter. It, it stays online. You don't lose a ton of distance. I mean, it, it is the, the iron that if you want to enjoy playing golf because you just want to hit it, e- you know, want to make it easy just to hit the ball straight, hit the ball far, get it on the green, here you go. I mean, the 425 is, is just that, and I think it's expected from Ping. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give it the the one slight knock. It's got you know, it's got a little firm feel, but you know, other than that, there's there's nothing else that you can complain about this iron. You you see, you touched on a couple really good points there, which I, I'm going to elaborate on just a tiny <laughs> bit. In that, and it's it's just keywords, which I think people always focus in on. It is a great evolution of the G series. Yeah. Because when people want a forgiving iron, they know, dating all the way back to the G2 now, which when the series was originally launched, that you can go pick a G iron. It's probably going to be very, it's going to be very forgiving. It's going to be something you can get fit for, and it's going to be something that's going to offer you a lot of forgiveness in an iron that 
isn't, you know, massive. I know when I have people ask me, I have, I have friends from all, like, you know, I get the questions all the time and, you know, it's not everyone is not talking five handicaps. People asking, Hey, I need a set of irons. I don't want to, I don't want to buy new. Obviously we're talking about new stuff. I always tell people, go find an old G iron, whatever it happens to be from ping. You know, as long as it's got a nice fresh set of grips on it, it's the right length for you. We can always bend them afterwards. You're going to get a great set of golf clubs. Yeah. And this is just that next evolution of technology and performance and a little bit higher MOI and a smaller club and all of that. And that's why I think it has easily made this list. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I said, I, I'd be kind of more shocked if it wasn't on the list to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. And uh, actually, so um, we do have a repeat OEM on this list, which is the, yeah. the, the next spot, which I think is kind of cool. And that is the, the newest iron, which is a new uh, piece of the line from this company. And that is the ZX4 from Srixon. Now, I have not had the chance to hit this, Brian, so I'm going to let you. I think from a looks <laughs> perspective, it looks awesome. I've seen the pictures of it, uh, but I have not had the chance to hit it. So I'll let you I'll let you take the whole coverage of this thing, because for me, <laughs> it looks great, but I, I want to hear about how it performs. Yeah, no, it, it actually does look really good. Uh, I do have to say, I mean, uh, the question when it first came out and I hit it uh, was the first question I got was, how does it compare to the ZX Utility? Because Srixon also makes a, a, a hollow body, multi-piece ZX Utility iron. Uh, and the ZX4 looks very similar. I mean, they're very similar construction, very similar shape. And the biggest thing was you know, the ZX4 has got a little more offset. I mean, not a ton, but a little more offset. And it's got a little, uh, a little probably like thicker top line. But, you know, it, it was pretty similar. But, uh, you know, this thing's built kind of like a utility iron. It's kind of like a hybrid-esque uh, build. Uh, you know, the, from the back, it looks great. Uh, it's definitely got a wider sole. It's got still have the Tour V sole, so it's still not going to dig in the turf. Uh, the biggest thing that, that surprised me about this, because when I saw it or we heard about it coming out, I was just like, this thing's going to be just a low spin, absolute cannon. And it's just going to go high and go for miles. And honestly, the biggest thing I noticed with it that I was shocked with was the distance control on it. It wasn't something where you just had to, it just went forever and you kind of didn't know, you know, was it going to go 160? Was it going to go 170? Like, I know some of those really distance irons, you can kind of get that hot spot on the face or whatever. Very repeatable distance, uh, very kind of controlled distance. Like it wasn't five yards, you know, five clubs longer than what I'm hitting now. I mean, it was definitely long, but super easy to get in the air. Uh, very repeatable, very consistent, and it actually has a pretty good feel to it. Um, you know, the the sound and feel for a hollow body iron that I don't believe is filled with anything uh, actually felt pretty solid. It, it sounded pretty good. It had just a little click and impact, but uh, the overall performance of it is really good. And I think. Any type of higher handicapper or you know mid to high handicapper who struggles with the long irons, you know, needs help launching a five, a four, five, or six iron. You pair this with the ZX five. Uh, you know, if you're not going to play the full set, is is a great combo as well. But yeah, this set here, I mean, it, it is really easy to hit, but you don't sacrifice a ton of feel or anything for it. And like I said, the biggest thing I was shocked with was how consistent the distances were. Uh, and with these hot faces, I think a lot of times I expect something different, and definitely didn't get it with this iron. Yeah, uh, I'll add to that point because I, I remember I so I did write the launch piece on them. So I, I kind of highlighted the technology. And one of the cool things that they did with this is in the short iron, they've actually adjusted the grooves. So you yep. have more of a, a true scoring wedge groove in those. I think it might be eight to pitching wedge. So, you know, it's not you're not you're not just trying to maximize distance. You are trying to max. You are trying to really they are scoring golf clubs there. Yeah. So being able to control those shots out of the rough, you're not going to hit as many flyers because of the way they've designed the grooves in the shorter irons. 
to be progressive to help with that is I think really cool because they already have loft. They don't need something that's going to help them get in the air. So you need something to actually grab and launch it lower and grooves that are, are slightly more aggressive and depending on how their, their, their draft, I think it's draft angle, as far as the walls and all of those things, you want the ball to actually slightly launch lower in your shorter irons because there's already a lot of loft on them. That's going to create extra spin, extra friction. And it's going to give you green stopping power in those shorter clubs, both from the fairway and from the rough. Yeah. No, I mean, Strixon, I think uh, this was the one that, what is it? We heard rumors about, you know, like there was the bottle rumblings about, oh, there's a ZX4 coming. And everybody kind of was like, huh? Like no idea what it was. And then when it hit, it was, uh, it, you know, I think so far it's, it's probably, you know, judging by this, uh, this vote is an overall top performer. I, I believe it's selling, selling pretty darn well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, max performance without just losing all control or just hitting it far and that's it. Like, I mean, this is, you know, an iron that's going to give you a little bit of everything for sure. Now, uh, no, that, so that concludes our irons, our best irons. You can check out all of the categories all of the the very you can, there's a big like kind of overall breakdown that you can find on online and it kind of goes out and links out to all of our uh, various uh, categories that we use. You can also find all of our fitters that we talk to are on the list, so you can find out uh, where they come from. You can find out more about their fitting facilities, uh, anything from from bigger companies to like literally individuals that run that are, are very highly skilled that work with tour players and all kinds of things like that. They're, they're so much fun to talk to when we when go through this, you can find all of that online at golfwx.com and all, all of these categories. And this brings us to the final part of this, yeah. which is our best wedges. And, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people, we talked about it off the top. I think a lot of people overlook wedges, especially when you are, in someone where you're maybe, I don't, again, I don't want to focus on the lower handicap, but you are a player that is definitively looking for something in your short game, or you play in various turf conditions, or you play in very specific turf conditions. So either it's be very dry or very wet. Uh, the uh, having an understanding of what you're looking at, looking for is really important. And we broke it down into two categories. We'll touch on traditional first, but the second one is game improvement. Now we didn't use the word game improvement in our, previous um, categories when it comes to the irons, but we wanted to use it with wedges because there really is a separation point of traditional, which is where you get, you know, you're, you're more of a muscle back blade, quote unquote, looking wedge. And then you have something that offers more of a cavity, something where the sole design is really designed for maybe one or two purposes, depending on the loft, because those are the things that players struggle with. How many times did you hear Brian? I suck out of the bunkers <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or like I can't chip or I, I have a hard time around the greens. I'm, I'm not confident. And the look, these aren't magic wands. They're not something, but it, what it does, it just gives you that extra edge to be able to focus on, you know, I just want to get it on the green out of a bunker. I just want to be able to get a little extra ball speed when I'm chipping. Cause I tend to chunk it. I need something with a wider sole. The game improvement wedges really do that. Yep. But before we get to that, let's touch on traditional. And I think <laughs> it really should be no surprise. But number one on the list is the Vokey SM8. Yeah, the, the the SM8 is 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 you know the first one on here. And 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 the reason I think why is is one, it's a good wedge. I mean, it, it's got a good amount of spin. Uh, the feels good. It's got a good soft feel to it. They've got that tungsten in the toe that kind of helps that CG move, as they call it, in front of the face to help kind of square it up to the target. Um, so it's got some tech into it, even though it's a traditional shape. But I think the biggest thing to, in this wedge line 
is just the, the, the amount of options. Uh, when you look at how many different soul grinds, how many different lofts, uh, and then if you throw in some of the wedge work stuff that's only available kind of custom ordered through you know online, uh, the amount of finishes. I mean, there's just so many options in the SM8 line that it doesn't really matter what kind of wedge player you are, whether you're somebody who just kind of bump and runs everything low, keeps it low to the ground, or somebody who wants to flop everything to the hole. There's there's something for you, and it doesn't matter if you're a steep guy, if you're a, a picker, if you you know. It doesn't matter. There's something there, and, uh, and 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 honestly, that's why I've really liked them. I've been playing SM8 since last year, and you know, having the uh, the ability to have like a D grind, which you know has some trailing edge relief. I can open the face a little bit or open the face a little bit without the leading edge going crazy. But I don't. I, I still have bounce. Um, so there, there's a, just a lot of options, and I think being able to fit players of pretty much any condition, any type of swing, it is a big reason why you know this is the first on the list. Yeah, and this this is a list devised by fitters. Yep. Um, you know, we put every single wedge on the market on this list. And because of fitting options, which is what this is driven by, they ended up being number one. Uh, now, if you're curious to learn about grinds, and to be honest, this does apply to all of them, but, you know, I'll give them a shout out because they were the ones on the list here and they do the content, they produce the videos, is if you are curious about grinds and you're not sure and you're, and it's a question I'm sure you get a lot, Brian, as well, you do some question and answer stuff, but it's, you know, what bounce should I use? What soul grind should I use? And you can go to Titleist and Boki and they have these little 45 to one minute video, 45 seconds, not <laughs> 45 second to one minute videos, just giving you a, a real simple explanation of maybe your turf conditions. Uh, maybe if you like your divot style, if it's like you take a big divot or not, which, plays into a plays in the factor of your swing being steep or shallow and the shots you like to hit and all those things allow you to help choose a wedge that's going to work best for you. And if you don't think that wedge grinds, even as someone who might be like a mid level handicapper or uh, you know, you just play all over the place in different golf courses, it can make a vital difference in the performance of your short game shots. Because yeah. if you have a tight lie, I know when the, I, I always use this example, when the K grind first came out, everyone thought it was really cool. And so many people <laughs> bought them. I think it was like the Duffner thing. It was, I think, I think he was one of the first guys to have this wedge. And I was working at a shop and you know, how many heel grinds I did on K grinds. <laughs> yeah, a lot. You can't open people that come in and go, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm sculling every bunker shot. Like I'm a, people come in like I'm a five handicap. I never sculled, I haven't sculled a bunker shot in, in years. Like what wedge do you have? And I go, I got a K grind. And I'm like, okay, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it does play a big factor in performance. And that's why we see every company on this list does a really good job. But, you know, from a fitter's perspective, I think the, the Vokey rated number one because of just every option as well as the finish options. And number two, this is a company that I think has stepped up their game in wedges. Oh, yeah, definitely. Massive. Yep. And that is the Callaway. Yeah, and, and the Jaws, the MD5, uh, the Mac Daddy 5, the Jaws wedge it is right behind. I mean, if you look at their kind of offering now in terms of lofts and grinds and all that, uh, they, they're, they're getting pretty close uh, to, to what Vokey offers. And uh, there's a ton of options there for, again, any player. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've hit these. To me, I think they switched for uh, MD4. The, the MD5 is a little longer blade length uh, uh, blade length from, from heel to toe. Uh, but overall, still that kind of classic Callaway, Roger Cleveland shape. Um, but And they've got also, what, the progressive grooves as well. So uh, anything in that uh, kind of gap wedge area around 40, you know, 48, 50 degrees is going to have a slightly less aggressive groove. And as you move down uh, to you know, the 60s, 64s, they start getting, getting even more aggressive. So uh, a, a really good wedge line, though. I, I think it's pretty, pretty versatile, pretty, uh, uh, I don't want to say it, 
expansive, I guess. <laughs> well, the other thing is too, and you mentioned the blade length thing, and I think this is kind of neat is, you know, we talked about earlier in the irons, especially in the blades, where you get a longer blade length from the longer irons into the shorter irons. And so because you get that smaller into the pitching, into the wedges, like your pitching wedge, what uh, ty- or, what Callaway actually did with the new, uh, the Mac Daddy 5s, MD5, is when you go into that 45 degree wedge and you go into the 40, I think 45 or 46 degree and even the 48, they actually start smaller again and then they get bigger one. Like, so if you're looking at your set, just from a blade length perspective, it's almost like an hourglass getting into the smallest being your pitching wedge or your, your next wedge in there because of what people are using them for. Because as you get into the higher lofts, now you're starting to open the face up. You need that longer blade length. You need that higher toe to help hit those shots. When you are hitting it higher up on the face, when you're opening it up, you're hitting it either out of a bunker or out of longer grass. And that's something that I think is really cool with this, with these wedges, because there is a noticeable difference in the shaping and that allows you to just, like I said earlier with the irons, to be able to mix a set. If you don't want to play a traditional pitching wedge that's in your clubs, you can go with one of these and it's going to blend really nicely. And that's part of the reason why they did it. Cause they found so many of their tour players wanted that 45, 46 degree, uh, like wedge wedge, like a, like a jaws or a, like a Mac daddy style wedge that had maybe a bit more of an aggressive groove or a different sole grind. And because of that, they tailored this line for the consumer to be able to allow them to do that as well, allow you to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I did that uh, for the first time last year, and uh, I found that I started using my pitching wedge a lot more right around the green. You know, if there's the shots where you just need to, you know, kind of those bump and run type shots, you just get it on the green, let it release a little bit. Uh, and I found that traditional wedge, you know, the traditional, you know, Jaws, Vokey, Cleveland, whatever, I found that traditional wedge was just a little easier to do that with. I was a little more consistent with it, uh, and the turf interaction being, you know, a little narrower sole, all that, it was just uh, easier for me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even <laughs> a billion miles from a tour player, and even I've, you know, you know I use an SM8 as a pitching wedge right now, and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I know um, I, I don't, um, but I know for myself from, like, a chipping perspective, I used to always chip with, like, a 60 but uh, I've gone completely around the greens. If I'm just chipping, I don't have to carry or do like any type of pitch shot. I've gone to that 50 degree, yeah. more of a bump and run style. And it's amazing when you have the right grind in that, in that club. Although there are, again, there are fewer options in that style necessarily, but whatever you're using around the green, being able to hit those shots a lot easier because of, you know, everything's working with you is a, is a big important factor of making sure that you're picking the right one. And uh, that's what this whole category traditional is all about is making sure that, you know, they all have a lot of options to make sure that you have the right one for your game. And speaking of options, this one is the next, the next one on the list, which I think is they do offer a ton of ground grind and bounce options, as well as they're the only ones on this list that for a small upcharge, you can get full custom grinds on all of the wedges on a certain finish, which I think is awesome. I really do think this is one of the coolest custom programs in all of the wedge industry. And that is the Cleveland RTX zip core. And you can get that custom grind option with the T heads, which are a fully raw head instead of something that is finished because they are going to grind them. And I think that's part of the reason why they ended up on this list, because not only do they perform, not only do they spin, but uh, you get, you know, you get custom grind options like you would on tour for a, a price that, you know, you would 
a lot less than what you would probably expect to pay someone else who's going to be fully custom grinding a wedge for you from a big OEM that's going to make sure they do everything just right. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that program is actually really cool. Um, but I think overall, I mean, even without that, uh, you still get it in, in most of the wedges. You get at least two to three different sole options, whether it's uh, you know, a midsole, a full, an extra low bounce. They, they've got a, a handful of, of, of grind options anyway. And, uh, you know, for me, the RTX Zipcore, I, I really like. I actually, the, the, the 60s have uh, been in my bag for a while. Um, and uh, to me, I think the RTX Zipcore probably spin the most out of any wedge uh, that I've hit this year. In terms of, you know, if you took every lie and, and put it out there, I think overall uh, the RTX Zipcore kind of spun the most. And they've got, you know, u- new uh, utility, zip gro- or utility zip grooves. I know it's kind of hard to say. Um, but, you know, basically saying they're, they're sharper, they're deeper, all that. And I think there is something to it because, like I said, I mean, out of the rough, uh, I-, I found these were, were one of the best, you know, highest spinning wedge, at least for me. And, and they've got a really classic shape to them again. I mean, the shape's really good. Like I said, multiple uh, finish options, especially now with the raw T-heads. Um, but overall, just a really great performing wedge with a good amount of options. And like you said, you, you throw in the, the custom grinds for, I mean, a, a pretty reasonable upcharge. And you can pretty much, again, fit any golfer out there uh, for any shot they're going to hit or any type of play they're going to have. In Cleveland as well, uh, zip core comes from the fact that they've actually removed material from the hosel and put it up higher on the face, which is why they have that little bar towards the top of the toe there. Yep. And what that does is it helps move the center gravity. All of the wedges on this list, although they have a very traditional look, there's a lot going on as far as CG placement and being able to make sure that they're optimizing for the shots that you're trying to hit, as well as that forgiveness, you know, higher and lower on the face because you are going to miss it higher and low depending on your lie and all of those things and cleveland has that so you get this cool looking wedge a lot of technology in it from a from a cg and, and design perspective and you know performs like real really good <laughs> yeah i do have to uh, what the from tinker to tinker when you're stamping these the the spot above the bar like out the farthest towards the toe you think you have a lot of space to stamp like some initials in there it's got some curvature so it could throw you yeah. off just let you know <laughs> I don't know how I know, but I know. <laughs> well, I know that the next one on the list is one that I've actually done uh, quite a bit of stamping on because yes, it yeah. uh, has a nice clean look on it as well. And it does have some center gravity mass movement thanks to a little slight multi-material cavity. And that is the TaylorMade MG2. Uh, now, there are other options. There was the, the Tiger Woods grind was a specific wedge that we offered as far as people were, you know, as in the category. We did categorize them separately. But one of the fitters did mention that when you are looking for grind options, that is one of the, the really versatile ones that is out there. And the other part of this, too, and, you know, as someone who's worked in retail and know that, like, the general consumer doesn't under still doesn't understand rusty golf clubs <laughs> they don't like you go into they see it on the shelf like oh it's old it does it's, it's like it's been sitting around for a long time but in some cases a lot of people want rust because of the glare reduction and Taylor really combined the best of both worlds with this wedge and they did it i guess a couple of years ago now by offering a raw face so you you get the glare reduction but when it sits in your bag you don't it's low maintenance it's got the chrome everywhere else so it still looks really sharp and has again you have torque technology you have the movable the, the mass moving adjustability in the back just from their design perspective you don't get to adjust anything but and the mill grind sole which means every wedge wedge after wedge after wedge is exactly the same yeah and, and, I, and I was a huge fan like I loved when they came out with that mill mill grind sole that just the idea that because there was a there was a great story about a a, a pro who had 
who had some wedges and they went over there and they had like two different ones or something and they like kind of measured them and they realized they were nowhere close to the same spec, even though they were supposed to be because they were hand ground and, you know, there were two or wedges and they basically, you know, laser scanned the one of them and, and milled it and they're like, we can make this literally within thousandths of an inch over and over and over and over again without any problem. And I'm like, that's a, just a really cool thing. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, there, there's always variables in, in manufacturing, but to kind of remove one of them and always know that, hey, you know, when you when you get a, an ATV sole, it's always going to be this way. It's always going to play the same. Da, da, da. It's kind of a cool thing. And I know most of us, probably none of us, have the game to really appreciate it as, as much as, as we should. Uh, but it's a really cool design. And, um, yeah, these here, I mean, we talk about blade length a lot. This wedge, to my eye, has a very short blade length from heel to toe. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little shorter. It's got a little kind of uh, sharper, higher toe on it. Um, but overall, a, a really straight leading edge. I mean, it, it's a good-looking wedge. Like I said, the, the, the toe's a little sharp for my eye. I don't necessarily, you know, it's not what I fall in love with. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great-looking wedge. And that raw face, I'm always a fan of, of rust. So bring it on whenever you can, even if it is only just the face. It is a it is a very compact looking wedge. I consider yep. it more of a classic style or a round style versus a like a yeah the traditional versus a more teardrop shape, which is what we get in a lot of the other ones like a Voki or uh, like the like the Jaws, for example, where it is a slight it's slightly narrower towards the neck or the uh, the hosel of the golf club, and then it uh, it gets a little bit more rounded. There is more of a straight appearance to the, to the tailor-made, which I think matches their irons really well. I mean, that's kind of part of the reason, right? Uh, because they, they're, they are generally designed, just like I said earlier, Cali with their wedges, the way they taper the, the lengths off on them to be able to, or like blade length on them. I don't want to have confused people here, but uh, all of these things are designed to fit a certain aesthetic and TaylorMade definitely does that with their wedges, and we see that. I mean, all of their players, I think, I think most of their players are basically into a, the TaylorMade wedges, which I would say if maybe five, six years ago was not the case. They were probably using a lot of wedges from other companies yep. across the board, and uh, I think they've, they've done a really good job with this. Uh, it is. It's a sharp-looking wedge, tra- traditional shape, and if you are someone who wants a, like something beyond the traditional options, that you can get the Tiger Woods grind as well in the, in the mill grind too, which I think – a lot of people really like. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and, but last, so last but not least, on the traditional wedge category, is uh, you know, speaking of a teardrop shape, um, yeah. is the Mizuno T20. They offer, I think, three finishes. So you get a, you can get a chrome, you can get a, a blue Mizuno blue, and then you all. They also do have a raw option as well. Uh, I think. From a looks perspective, from a technology perspective, there's a lot going on. They've moved mass in them uh, as far as higher up in the blade. And they are a forged wedge. So they're the only forged wedge on this list. They're not the only forged wedge in the market, but they are the only forged wedge on this list if you are someone who prefers that. And uh, the one, the only thing I will say, although if you've ever listened to me talk about wedges before or any company, I mean, the bit of a Mizuno homer, <laughs> uh, but they, they don't have as many grind options. Yeah, and I know, like, as someone who I I have taken my own fifty degree to a uh, a grinding wheel just to create a little bit more camber that I prefer because I play in very soft conditions and I wanted a certain shape, so I'm just I'm nerding out, and because I have that option, I do it. But uh, for anybody, they it's like the standard full the C and then the M grind, uh, so you don't get quite as many options. But one of the cool things is you can get any loft; they'll bend it 
to the exact loft that you want to put the little medallion in. So you don't have to, you don't, have to, you don't need a 50, bend it to 51 and then try and remember what it is. They'll bend it to you 51 from stock and it'll put that little, the little badge on it. So you never have to worry. That is kind of a cool little touch. Um, th- I really th- like it. I always think that's kind of cool. And this is the one wedge on this whole list that I haven't actually hit, which is funny. Um, but the one thing about it that I think is really cool, and, and a lot of these companies, like, you know, like Taylor May goes into the mill grind, and, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, finding their little niche of, of wedge technology that it was kind of absent for a while, and we're starting to see it kind of ramp up with, uh, but what they've, what, you know, Mizuno has done with basically treating the face to basically, you know, wick moisture away so that you get, better contact on the face between the ball and the club and stuff like that, which nobody ever thought of. I mean, what a couple of years ago, probably nobody even thought of it five years ago. And these are the things now where, you know, like they said, the CGs are being, you know, adjusted so differently. Uh, you know, they're able to, you know, change these grooves up and these, you know, milled soles. And, and now you're looking at the face of how do you get moisture away? And they basically treat the groove section of the face that moisture basically, it's almost like hydrophobic where it you know, comes off the face faster, or dries faster, and you get better contact, and, and you're going to get basically a little more control. You're going to get more consistent spin numbers, whether it's out of wet rough, wet fairway, whatever. And things like that are, are really cool to see. And, and to see Mizuno, who's traditionally not a company that you think of a super high tech, you know, that you thought of just put some metal in a, for, in a, in a, in a press – forge out some irons and here you go um it, it's kind of cool to see them you know starting to look at all these technologies and, and and start to utilize stuff like that while keeping shapes and designs still pretty classic and pretty true yeah and, and they were actually <clears throat> pardon me one of the like fun facts is if you go back to in their wedge history they were one of the first companies i believe the first mainstream company to offer progressive grooves so you see it now basically every company offers this where there is a um as you get, you get shallower, wider grooves in the higher lofted wedges, and then you get more of the narrower, deeper grooves, which are going to get contacted at higher speed. They did that, I think it was like close to 10 to 12 years ago now, which I think is really neat. So, although again, to your point, traditionally very much not a, I think not so much the case anymore, like basically everyone on this list, but uh, they brought a lot of technology to their wedge game, which traditionally they weren't known for, although they, they have made advances. But, uh, you know, if you want a traditional forge wedge, this is the one you're, you're going to be looking at, especially because it is the only forge wedge on the list. And give them props that they're the only company, and this is from one of the fitter comments, the only company that doesn't charge extra for raw wedges, a raw finish. That's very true, which actually. Is, That's very, very true. Which is very interesting because it costs more to finish to plate a wedge or to PVD it or whatever you're going to do to it to make it a, 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 a finish. They're the only one, and everybody else charges more for it. They charge you like 20 bucks, whatever the number is. And yet it's less expensive to just have a raw wedge and here you go. So, but so, so that is, that is traditional. Yep. And this leads us to, and I actually, I think I'm trying to go just really quickly here. I, I have hit uh, three of the five on our, on our game improvement list. I'm not sure what your number is, Brian, but these are the wedges, as I said earlier, kind of mentioned off the top is so, a lot of them have sole grinds that are specific to certain things that you might need help with. So a very bunker specific shot, or, you know, just trying to get it on the green when you're in that 30 to 40 yard range, literally just trying to get it on the green. You are a player that struggles with that. And, you know, you miss around the face and you want that extra ball speed. Most people think about ball speed with a driver, but with a wedge, it's just as important if you hit those high on the toe or wherever it happens to be. And these wedges really do that. Have it be something that looks, maybe looks a little bit more traditional than what you might consider, even though it's on the list which is something that is um, very much a pure cavity back wedge. 
Uh, they're all here. Yep. Uh, and I've hit all but one. So out of these, I've, I've hit all but one. Uh, and yeah. I'm excited to hear which one that is, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's pretty easy to figure out. Um, but no, it, it, it's, it's a cool segment. I think this is somebody asked me a while back on the little like, you know, Instagram Q&A. You know, where do you think uh, you're, we're going to see a ton of improvement or a ton of change or whatever it was? It was worded that way in, in terms of equipment. And I said, there, there's two things. One, the personal launch monitor space, which, which I think is going to go nuts. But I said, I think wedge technology is really going to get big. I think, you know, there's, it's been stagnant for a while, and we're now starting to see a lot of changes happen. And I think oh, this category right here kind of jumps out and just says, hey, there's some changes happening. There's, you know, not everybody needs the exact same wedge. Not everybody needs the same wedge that their favorite tour player plays on the weekends. There are people who have different needs, and 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 I think this is kind of that first step in that direction of adding a bunch of technology that we've learned from Woods and Irons and all you know all the other clubs, and and putting this into wedges. And I'm pretty excited for this because I think there are a lot of players who, at this list, you look at it, really benefit from it. Like I know my dad is is huge. Like he plays an older version of of one of these wedges, and it's you know for him, he doesn't care about the blade length. He didn't care about anything. <laughs> Can I get it out of the bunker? Can I get the ball in the green from whatever distance? And that's all he cares about. And that's exactly what these wedges are, are meant to do. And the first one is my dad has the older version of it, which is the Callaway Mac Daddy CB, which uh, basically stands for cavity back. Um, and my dad plays the old sure out uh, that they made, which again, had a, you know, this one here, wider sole, uh, a lot of roundness to the sole, but a big old cavity back to it. It's got a lot of perimeter weighting to it, uh, a big undercut in it. It's got full face grooves. I mean, everything in there is ma- basically meant to help you with a shot that isn't struck in the center. Uh, and, and the grind's basically a modified W grind, so it's a wider sole. Like I said, got a lot of roundness to it. Going to be easy to get out of, you know, use it in the bunker, help with float through the sand. I mean, just everything there is made to help get the ball up in the air, get it on the green, and you know, have some spin on it and, and nothing else. And uh, like I said, I, I, there's a lot of players like my dad, whatever, who that's all they care about. They don't give a crap who plays with it on the weekend. They, all they want to do is, is, you know, get it on the green and, and play a little better than they did with, you know, their old wedge. Yeah. And then, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, bunker play is a big one. You, I hear, I see it oftentimes when I'm out playing is, you know, a lot, most regular golfers struggle terribly with bunkers and they're literally just trying to get it on the green. And if you give someone a wedge like this or the sure out that you mentioned, I know it's not on the list here. It's an older model, but if you just kind of close that club face up a little bit, if you have a 60 or even a 56 and you just slam that wedge into the sand, that ball is going to pop up, yep. you know, just shovel, think of it like a shovel and you just want to take as much sand as you possibly can. That sole is not going to get it to dig. It's going to keep it going through there as much as it possibly can. That ball is just going to get up. And that's what this wedge is designed to do. And with the full face grooves, and you happen to miss it on the toe. And then what the cavity back does is it doesn't just put weight low. It actually puts weight higher up in the wedge. So when you miss it around the face, you retain extra ball speed. So you get that extra carry. So if you hit a shot out of the rough and you hit it high on the face, you know, and you're carrying a bunker, you got more longer ass to carry. It might carry to the fringe and roll up versus, you know, ending up just that couple of yards short and stay in the long rough. And those, those little things, although they seem simple and they seem almost obvious, it's when you're on the golf course, you don't realize that you did it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's on the green. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that is where these wedges really do a good job of helping golfers. And, you know, I've hit, again, I've hit a lot of these different models and you see that you, you kind of have fun when you go to the short game and you're like, I'm going to just try and not necessarily bury this golf ball, but I'm going to try some tough lies and see what I can do with it. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and, and they were well. And I think the next one on the list is kind of the one that, in my eyes, was kind of one of the, and I know it's not the first, but it's kind of one of the first. They were kind of the big into marketing it as, you know, the cavity back wedge for the rest of us, uh, which is the Cleveland CBX2. Uh, so they've had the CBX line out for a little while now. Uh, they've got a couple iterations of it. But the CBX, to me, was kind of one of those first ones that they really, Cleveland jumped out and said, hey, listen, this is meant for, you know, this isn't meant for our guys on tour. This isn't meant for them. This is meant for everyday players. And they basically, hollow body design, like you said, ton of perimeter weighting. Uh, and they basically, uh, but they put, you know, some pretty aggressive grooves on it. So, you know, I think some people think, oh, if I don't get the tour wedge, I'm not going to get the same spin. And, you know, Callaway, Cleveland, all these companies, they're putting the same really aggressive grooves that they put in their tour wedges in these wedges as well because they want you to hit it on the green, get it to stop, have that green side control. Uh, but the hollow body design of the CBX, I think, has made it a, a really a really great wedge. And uh, I've hit it. Actually, it, it feels and sounds fine. Like, I don't think you'd, if you didn't know, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Uh, and that kind of V-sole they've got on this, Really, I mean, you know, like you say, you can kind of slam it into the ground and, and it's going to pop the ball up and it gets through the turf really well. It's wide enough to have some float in the sand. It's just a really versatile uh, uh, a grind or sole design. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, th- their tagline, speaking of the, the marketing campaign, and we're not here to push like a marketing idea, but it does ask a good question is that is if you play cavity back irons and like we're not talking like a player's cavity, small cavity iron. If you play big cavity back irons for game improvement, why are you using a blade style wedge? Yeah. And that, that was really, that's the idea. And that's, you know, you could, you should think about that too, because if you know, you want forgiveness, you want that extra playability, these are going to offer that to you because I know I, I see frustration from golfers and I'm banging the same drum over and over again, but you are around the greens. A lot of players, a lot of people go to the driving range. They smash drivers. It's nice to be on the first tee and there's people hanging around. You can hit that driver 200 to 250 yards down the middle if you're a higher handicap golfer. And that feels great because you got off the tee. But if it's, say it's a short par four and then you chunk your wedge, it's like, well, that was great. I just put myself in this position and I've screwed, like I've kind of lost that shot, right? Yep. Well, this just gives you that ability to just, you know, I'm not going to say you're not going to chunk it every time, but it gives you that, that opportunity when you're around the greens to help save just those few extra shots. So you don't just feel confident off the tee. You can feel confident in your game around the greens too. Yep. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then the next one is one that uh, I actually, I, I think this is the one you probably thought I had not hit, but I actually have. Uh, and this is one that I think a lot of people don't even, might not even know exist again, because I think the stigma of the brand, uh, but is the Mizuno ES 21, which is, a brand new wedge from them, multi-material uh, or multi-piece construction, and they basically, you know, they still use, you know, a, a forged face uh, and a stainless body, but it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a great, it's actually a, for being multi-piece. Uh, I, I being kind of Mizuno's first, inter, you know, jump into this, or at least I think their first one. I was really nervous about how this thing was going to sound and feel. It's, it's got a big old hollow back on it. And it actually is extremely soft. It feels really good. Um, and it's one of those, it, 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 it does have, you know, as they call ball speed. It's not driver ball speed, but it's one of those when you do miss hit it, it still carries pretty well and, and it stays online. I mean, it was, it was one of those ones I had very, very, I, I had the bar set very low for it and it really performed really well. And like I said, the sound and feel of it is fantastic. I don't think you would, you wouldn't know it's a one piece forge club if you didn't know. Like it's just, it, it has that solid feel and sound to it. Yeah, this was one of those ones where I was really actually very curious to try because I said earlier, I've been a Mizuno wedge 
player, generally speaking, for a long period of time. And this is very different. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of like I said earlier about the offset idea, like with irons, like sometimes I like one with offset, sometimes I like the other ones with don't have offset. I can remember the very first PM grind from Callaway. And I just thought it was the ugliest looking thing I'd ever seen. And I saw grooves that go all the way out to the toe. And I'm like, this is ugly. And now I see wedges that have grooves all the way up to the toe. And it doesn't even strike me as unusual. Like the new, uh, the new Adele wedges have that yep. um, with the full groove out to the toe. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that makes sense. That looks cool. Like that's, <laughs> I, it don't, doesn't even cross my mind because your trends change and your philosophy and everything about like what your ideal of what looks stylish, right? I know it's not fashion, but what the idea of like what is new and modern and what's actually helping your game is, uh, is really uh, gonna, going to evolve. And from that point with the Mizuno, they have two different sole grinds in this. There's just a standard and then there's a wide. And I know talking to Chris with Shell, they call the wide one, the chunk proof one. <laughs> uh, so it does have that game improvement element to it, but they try, they don't want to call it a game improvement wedge, but you know, we, we, we stacked everything up in this category and this is what came up. Traditional wedges were included in this category. It was just all the wedges are on both lists. You can you let the fitters decide what belongs where. And this, this ended up in this category and it does have a lot of extra weight higher on the toe. So when you do hit those shots, you get that extra ball speed. It does happen to feel really good. It doesn't have a lot of sole grind options, but it does have the standard and the, and the wide sole. And from a looks perspective and from a feels perspective, I think it looks really great. I actually, I, I have one in the, I have a 58 and I love it. I think it's a great, like, it was something that I wouldn't have, tradition like thought of myself as like trying because i have other wedges that perform really well but once i got it out to the golf course having that versatile sole that has quite a bit of bounce and i play in softer conditions much like you i would be yep. considered in the northeast per quote unquote um or would michigan considered midwest i'm not i'm terrible with that idea of the, <laughs> i think we're midwest but still okay still sorry soft. i apologize um but um so with that coming all putting all those things together you have a wedge that is, is versatile and you know is forgiving. It's very forgiving. It, it's, uh, it, and it's because it's hollow, it's kind of hidden in there, but it does have a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. That's going to help your game out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you and I, the only difference we have is I, I don't quite love the look, uh, like, like you kind of, uh, you, you've grown to it. I think me just hitting it a little bit. Uh, I don't love the look as much, but I do have to admit it. it the thing performs, you know, I can't, uh, can't complain about that. I will say that the high toe is really like a throw off for me. Cause it was something I've never really used other than like old I two wedges. And, uh, even with like the one that's going to be our fifth on the list, even though I bent mine to like 60 degree line angle, which is three degrees flat, it almost still looks upright to me because <laughs> of the toe. It's a visual thing that I have to get over. But when I hit the shot, I see it like fly online or whatever. So it's, it's one of those weird things where like, you know, it does maybe depending on what you're getting used to. And this applies to any of those higher toe style wedges, but just focus on ball flight, focus on performance. And you might be surprised, right? I mean, yep. At one point, people use square drivers, and it, <laughs> they had a performance. Re- there was a performance reason why they used them. So that's true. Uh, next up is a wedge that is very much uh, in the game improvement category, but we see them used on tour by tour players, and they have a lot of options as far as grind in in most of the lofts. But because of the cavity aspect of this, I think that's why fitters put it on this list, and that is the Ping Glide 3.0, and it has, as you mentioned earlier, Brian Ping almost uh was the first to innovate in the hydrophobic uh <laughs> plating and uh coatings to help create extra spin out of out of uh, wet conditions and just like with the i210 iron 
they've used a softer polymer in the back, like the, the dampener to, you know, make it feel really, really soft. And what that also does is it replaces weight that would normally have been where metal is and create a higher MOI design that also feels really good. And, you know, if you want something that is that high toe, more of a, not, I don't want to call it super game improvement style, but they do have the ES grind as well, which is, has the, you know, ES, ISOL, Ping I2, the very famous wedge. Uh, you can get that with all of this modern technology in a, in a classic looking package. Yeah, no, th- this is the one on the list that I haven't hit. Uh, I haven't hit any of the, uh, of the 3.0s. Uh, but again, like you said, I, I think this does fit into the, the you know, the, the, the more, you know, the, the, the more forgiving, the more uh, game improvement uh, wedge. Because like you said, they, they do have some options here, uh, the cavity back aspect of it. And honestly, the, you know, you can go that, that I route, that I2 route, which to me has never suited my eye. I've never wanted a set of I2s. I've, you know, I, I kind of avoid them like the plague. Uh, but I, I, I understand the, the concept of why they work so well and some, why so many people do love them. But uh, if you don't go that route, the traditional 3.0 has a great look to it. It does have a little more offset than maybe some of the other wedges uh, uh, in this list. Uh, but again, I can see where it, it fits into that, uh, that category. It also kind of gives you that extra groove on the bottom uh, as well in some of those, those, those wedges. So when you do strike a little thin, you can still hold some spin uh, and get that ball to stop on the green without it totally releasing uh, beyond. Uh, but again, like you said, I, I think they offer a lot of options in, in some of the lofts uh, for different soul grinds and, and different options there. So, uh, yeah, it, it totally makes sense. And, and the ping stuff, like normal ping stuff, will probably last you a long, long time because their their grooves tend to be extremely durable and uh, and they don't wear out very easily, that's for sure. Yeah, and the, again, from a, from a looks and technology standpoint, everything's packed into this wedge. And I think, although, again, it does fit in more to the game improvement category, we see players on tour using them. Anybody from any handicap can get along with them. And if you are a lower handicap and you want something that is smaller, they do have that extra wedge, which is the Glide Forged. And those things are small. They're compact. They have all of the, a lot of the same technology, but in a very, very small-looking package. So if you are someone like a Blueprint player versus an I player, maybe you're going to gravitate more towards that really compact wedge, but that's not what we're talking about here. I'm just saying like it does fit everything, but if you are very specific in wanting that other style, they do offer it. Uh, and it's kind of similar to the next one, which we have, which is the fifth one on the list. And this is actually one that I haven't had the chance to try. This is, this is one of the ones that um, I always liked the look of it. Uh, I was very kind of nervous when I first saw it. I was like, Oh boy, this thing, this is really odd. This is, this is different for this OEM. <laughs> and that is the tailor-made high toe bigfoot yep <laughs> and and it's big uh i I've, i got a chance to hit this uh, again when i was out at the kingdom and uh the nice thing is i got to hit it off some pretty tight lies which i don't think it's necessarily designed as its pure expertise uh but it's big i mean it is uh when you set it down and you look at it there is a whole lot of real estate uh to hit that <laughs> ball uh they're just Good way really, to put it th- there's just a lot of real estate to hit that ball um, but but I think that's confidence inspiring, and especially for people looking for a more game improvement wedge. They're, they're, they're looking, you know, they don't want to look down and see a tiny, tiny wedge head. They want to see some space where, you know, what if I don't strike it dead center perfect, I'm still going to be okay. And uh, you know, it, it does. It's got a pretty, it's got a wide sole on it. So uh, if you open it up, play it out of a bunker. Again, tunnel float in the sand. Uh, you're not going to get it to dig really easily. Uh, you know, that wide sole is also going to help you if you catch it just a little bit fat, chunk it, it's going to get through there pretty easily. Um, 
the copper color I, I really do like. The high toe shape, again, that, that's going to be one of those, do you love it or hate it? It does work. It, it moves that mass up there. It adds a little bit more groove. And if you hit it high on the face, so if you got a ball sitting up in the rough and you get under it a little bit, that ball is going to come out still. It's still going to have a little bit of spin on it, and you're not just going to be dead from that shot. So, um, you know, the sole, I do, I do have to say, if, you, if you're playing like Augusta tight fairways, you know, the, the sole on this may be not quite as versatile as you'd like it to be, but for the general public and people playing and, and all, you know, for play, people playing traditional either munis or country clubs, you know, it's going to play fine in, in all those conditions, but offers a ton of spin. And uh, like I said, it's, it, it is definitely a big boy. When you set it down to the regular high toe, you can definitely tell it's a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the fitters comments was exactly the point of like, feels like cheating. You just put a ball in a lie and because of the wider sole, you kind of slam it in behind the ball and it's just going to, it's just going to do its work because of all the, to, to use your your analogy, Brian, there's a lot of real estate there. Yeah. And you can miss it higher on the face. And how many times you or you've seen someone, it's like, ah, I hit it high on the face. And they hit that little floater that doesn't go anywhere yep. and it comes up short. Well, and it's generally out of those fluffier lies where you're not sure where the, I mean, we all can't be Mr. Reed. We can't, you know, figure out where that thing's going on <laughs> in the bottom of the sole there. So, you know, we're trying to work that around. And being able to understand where that club's going to bottom out, it gives you that versatility up and down on the face to, to get extra spin, get extra ball speed. And we're not talking driver ball speed. No. We're talking those few extra miles per hour where that ball's going to carry the bunker, get a little bit higher, carry that extra spin, and really work for you. And that, to me, is where these really excel, like hugely excel. Almost everything in this category has does that for the player because, you know, if you're trying to break 80, you're trying to break 90, two shots around one shot around the green means like could actually mean two or three because you're, you're not putting yourself in a worse position again. And all of a sudden you give your chance a two putt to make your bogey. Yep. And that's, those are the differences to be able to like break wreck, break your own personal best, whatever it happens to be and make the game just that little bit easier. I didn't expect to have one of these wedges in my bag to show like one and to be able to say that I, I use it, I really like it. Uh, taking it out to the short game area, again, I haven't I've been limited in my my build practice ability so far, but uh, I like it because I don't I don't practice that much. Yeah, well, I it, don't. I, I suck. <laughs> but it, you you made a, a perfect point. I mean, like you said, you're not even saving one shot. You're potentially saving two or three because yeah. How often have you had that fluffy lie? You got under it, left it in the rough again, and then had to chip it back on. And you know, out of frustration, you hit it either. You know, you blow it by or whatever. And all of a sudden, then you're two putt for double or triple or, or God knows what. And yeah, these wedges here, any one of them on this list, I mean, those type of shots, it helps you get away with it. And yes, you're not going to hit it, you know, to two inches, but you get it on the green, and then you get your, you know, you you pull the putter out, you 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 one or two putt, and you walk out of there with minimal damage. And you know, that's that's what these things are trying to do. And you know, and also the negative side to it, yes, a, a wedge like the high toe, if you play super tight, firm conditions. Yes, you're not going to be able to open that 60 up wide open Phil Mickelson style and hit a big old high soft land and flop shot. You know, from that, you're probably not going to be able to pull that shot off. But, you know, again, the person who's buying this wedge, that's, that's not a shot that's probably in their arsenal anyway. If you're likely in that playing range or playing style, you probably don't have that shot. And I don't recommend trying yeah. it because you're probably going to take the shit out of one of your playing partners with that it, ball. Exactly. So, I mean, really, I mean, the, the negative is, is that. 
again, those are shots that none of us, I mean, most of us shouldn't be trying anyway. So, um, but yeah, the, I, like I said, I really like this category. I was excited when it came on because I think this is going to be one that over the next few years, you're just going to see more and more uh, in here. You know, I think every company is going to have some products in this line. And I think it's become become a bigger seller and a more important part of uh, of the product lineup, uh, you know, in the next coming years. So I'm I'm excited to see where where this, uh, you know, this segment really goes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's no chippers on this anymore, right? No. These are not designed to be that. This is these are these are wedges that offer versatility, but when you need that help, you can get it. And if you really struggle, there are specific wedges in not all, but quite a few of these from these oh these companies that are almost like to the point of the CB, almost like a bunker specific wedge where you can just slam it into the sand in almost any sand condition. And you're going to get the ball up in the air and get it on the green and put yourself in a position to hit your next shot. Not where you just did. Yep. And that is really the biggest thing with this category. And you know, there's, there's, they put a lot of technology into this. They put a lot of time into this. And I think that this really is a category where if you're on the fence, don't maybe you're not a big practicer or you just struggle be honest with your game self-assess and say you know what it's okay to have one of these cards in my bag because if i save three shots around i'm gonna feel maybe a little bit happier and you know maybe i'll pay for that wedge by taking a few bucks off my my buddies who's you know stuck a bunker <laughs> shot and left it in the sand so yeah and, and like i said if you've got a goal of breaking whether it's 100 90 80 whatever it is i mean if, if it's something like that and you know playing a wedge that isn't you know what justin thomas plays on the weekend but it saves you two strokes and you shoot, you know, 98 instead of a hundred. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty huge deal. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was our, our, our final uh, for the, the best irons uh, and best wedges. Uh, super excited that, uh, that we got through all this. Um, I think, uh, you know, the next one, we might be looking at some, maybe some member choice stuff later on uh, that we can kind of talk yeah, about. See what you guys think. Uh, see what, uh, yeah, you listeners, you forum members, all that are, are feeling. And uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that, but uh yeah, if you have any, uh, you know, if you want to read anything more about any of these lists, anything, definitely check out golfwrx.com. Uh, it's right on the front page. You'll see links to everything. And as you click on, you know, one wedge thing, there's links to everything else. So uh, go on there, uh, check it out, you know, see what uh, you maybe agree or don't agree with. But um, it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty cool list. So, Ryan, I appreciate the time again, man. It's always fun talking this stuff with you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, until next time, I think, uh, you know, like I said, member's choice could be the next time we, we jump in and do this. Yeah, I mean this is this is why we do it, man. We want to help golf. I really is like I, I've yeah. always been involved in golf because I want to help other golfers succeed. I've, I've you know I've, I haven't necessarily I'm broken sixty, I've broken seventy a couple times, <laughs> but every every plateau, every every goal, every every chance that you get to you know find something that's better for you, regardless of your your skill level, it uh, it helps you enjoy the game better, and that's what all of these lists are designed to do, and. You know, we have a lot of fun talk. I love, I love talking, like I'll talk blades. I'll talk cavity backwards. I don't <laughs> care. I'll talk about it all because I know that there's somebody out there. Hopefully there's somebody out there who's, who is curious about this and we're helping them. And that's really the, the whole, the only goal here. Yep, exactly. So like I said, everybody check them out, golfdbrx.com. And uh, yeah, you'll probably hear from Ryan and I uh, soon enough. So thanks again for following along and we'll talk to everybody soon.